Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, Occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Slightly slow start this morning, but we're up and running and that's fantastic. And the great news is too, we're joined by CEO of Eden Park, Nick Saunter, uh, as we look forward to part two of a double header. Good morning to you, Nick. Kia ora and thanks for your time. Hey, thank you. Look, uh, ticket sales, first of all, how are we looking uh, for the second part of of this doubleheader? Well, this is obviously uh, history in the making, to have back-to-back test matches at Eden Park. It's the first time in 90 years. We're just encouraging people. There are plenty of tickets still available, Um, adults from $80 and kids from $25. Um, It's great value. It's the opportunity to see uh, the winning streak continue with... uh, 35 years winning streak at Eden Park, um, an 88% winning record for the All Blacks and the spiritual home, the Fortress Eden Park. Okay, right. Let's, uh, while we've got you here, let's talk about the logistics of running something like this because I reckon it's really interesting. Uh, how, how does running Eden Park for an event like this, and you've been sprung the second one by surprise, so there's a lot of um, toing and froing, I guess, going on, but what is, how, how is it involved? Put it this way, how many people have you got employed at Eden Park on a normal day, and how many people when you've got a, a match day like the, the Bledisloe Cup? That's a great question. It's like running a small city. Uh, on a non-event day, we've got uh, a pretty lean team at around 32 staff. Um, we scale up to over 3,500 across our varying work streams. That's from catering, cleaning, security, traffic management, turf management, maintenance and operational staff. So um, it's a phenomenal effort for us to be able to do so. Um, We know there's always going to be challenges. We know in the hospitality sector, COVID has affected uh, a skill shortage last weekend. We had 700 new staff on site. Um, But then from a street to the seat perspective, we understand that uh, the supply chain with the local community, uh, the restaurants, cafes, bars in Kingland and Dominion Road, there's significant economic benefit arising from um, events at Eden Park. So let's look at the, uh, perhaps security. I mean, security is a big presence in most sport and most concert, et cetera, these days. How big is your security operation? How, you know, and how, how expensive is it? I mean, I look at those, uh, those uh, orange outfits and I think, man, there's a lot of those people around here today. There's a significant workforce across all those revenue streams, as mentioned, and um, it contributes to employment, it contributes to the economy. Um, we know that um, depending upon uh, the size of the, the crowd, we scale up from maybe as low as 100 for a, um, a, a sort of a crowd of five, uh, 5,000, up to over 350 security staff on 
an event day for a sellout fixture at Eden Park. Then you've got a security overlay um, in, in addition with police. Um, and then even from a traffic management perspective, uh, there's uh, significant infrastructure that gets put out uh, in the hours leading up to the event. Uh, we have close to 60% of our crowd now coming via public transport. So with that connectivity into Kingsland, and that's only going to improve with the CRL, and then light rail, uh, should that proceed down either Dominion Road or Sandringham, um, will be six minutes to town. So it's, it's exciting times at the park with uh, the current calendar of events, uh, but also the future calendar of events. Of course, the logistics around Eden Park, with the, the big crowds you've got, it's not like uh, a lot. You've got your bus hub there, which uh, takes up a lot of possible parking space, but it's involved, of course, in transporting the public en masse in and out uh, a lot more readily. So uh, not a lot of parking around the stadium closes. You, you close off the road. So in that respect, uh, you would probably encourage people not to drive to Eden Park, I'd imagine. That's right. Public transporters, and as you'd know, with venues around the world, um, people just don't catch, uh, they don't drive to, to events, uh, whether it be Wembley's um, or indeed uh, Twickenham. Um, you know that uh, ovals like the Oval in London or um, in Manchester, um, you'll see the facilities, they're in, within the community, they're central to the community. I do often say to people in 70 AD, uh, the Coliseum was built in a residential area and it brought the community together. Um, so, yeah, we encourage people to catch public transport um, and that allows them to have a good night. Um, if they want to have a few uh, drinks in Kingsland prior to or in Dominion Road or at the event, um, we want people to be safe uh, and secure and uh, the, the team here at Eden Park, they've got a lot of experience, whether it be through the Rugby World Cups or Cricket World Cups. Um, I, I'm very proud of uh, the lean team and what they're able to deliver. But, yeah, our focus now is for this weekend to just encourage as many people to come along. Um, it's an opportunity to see uh, potentially the Bledisloe Cup being retained by the All Blacks at the Fortress and, um, and making history again. There's very few venues in the world currently operating with patrons um, and we're very fortunate in this country. We've got no real surety about uh, the future, so um, this might be the last chance uh, for everyone in New Zealand to see uh, international rugby uh, in this country uh, this season. That's an excellent point, actually. Uh, Nick Sorton here, uh, CEO of Eden Park. It's 9.12 on SENZ. Mornings with uh, Ian Smith. Uh, look, Nick, um, the other thing that is, is rearing its ugly head for, for you people trying to run events these days is, is the COVID protocols involved in that. Now, uh, I'm, I've come there as a, as a worker in terms of being with Sky Television, so I know that we have to, uh, we go through the, the system and, and we have to sign a declaration, basically, and we get checked in and checked out. But that doesn't apply to the public as such. But what kind of COVID protocols can you have with a, a crowd of 40,000 plus? Well, we've just uh, worked with government over the last 12 months and, and it's a really um, important part of our planning. Um, and that's communication in advance to say to people, if you're not feeling well, don't come along to the event, whether you're an employee or a patron. Um, when you're at the venue, making sure that people are washing their hands and drying them, um, if they're coughing, coughing into their elbow, uh, ensuring that um, they're scanning in. We've got the QR codes around the venue. The beauty of stadiums is that we know where people have scanned their ticket, uh, what seat they're seated in. Um, we ensure that our cleaning protocols have been stepped up, whether it be in those high 
utilisation areas. And um, and really from our side, we've led the world in terms of um, being able to showcase what is possible. Um, we talk about the team of 5 million. We look back at the Super Rugby Aotearoa sellout um, coming out of our first lockdown uh, to have then sell out events like 660. It's the largest concert post-COVID uh, in the world. And, uh, and then now to have back-to-back Bledisloe Cups. We really should be very proud that we can do this, um, that people are following the protocols. Um, but also, again, I just encourage people, this is an opportunity for escapism. This is an opportunity to see the best teams in the world perform. And um, why wouldn't you? It's, uh, it's looking like a beautiful day in Auckland today. Uh, let's hope that that continues for the weekend and, uh, again, be part of something really special. I guess one of the things, Nick, you have to defend all the time is the cost. The cost of, of people coming, the cost of a ticket is 80 bucks too much to watch the All Blacks. You know, the price of, uh, of, the, of the alcohol or the drinks and the food and that sort of thing. I, I guess that's probably uh, the hottest ticket for you when it comes to feedback. The challenge is, is that we're a billion-dollar asset and um, we've really focused on the last three to five years about seeing increased utilisation last night. Uh, we we're fortunate to have Barford and Thompson, close to a thousand people here, raising funds to Starship. Uh, we had the Barrett brothers here as a fundraiser, um, with Upside Downs, a, a charity that supports um, kids with Down syndrome. So we are trying to utilise the park more than just for a cricket and rugby facility. That then helps with continuity of staff, but also um, reducing costs. Um, as you can imagine, um, to maintain a venue of that scale when it's only been used historically a few times a year is challenging. Um, but I look at it more like a, a library. Um, the community invests in a library because we know it's important to educate our youth and our um, whānau. Uh, in this regard, I see stadiums as something that is critical to be invested in. Um, what would a world be without uh, live sport and entertainment and without having that ability to go and see your heroes perform um, on, I think, one of the, the most uh, historic and most uh, significant sports grounds in the world. In the NRL Grand Final, it's been talked about in public. It's been mooted by uh, some across the Tasman. It's been poo-pooed to a, an extent by the Prime Minister at this point, not because of the venue or anything, but, but because of protocols and quarantine, etc., would you be ready? Would you be ready if somehow they found a way? We could deliver that event, and um, it would mean between six and ten million dollars of gross receipts for the NRL, and also from a player perspective, playing in empty stadiums um, does impact performance. So, uh, if we were able to get uh, the protocols in place and and borders did enable us to get the players in, we could deliver that event and. Our reception phones just rang off the hook when uh, was talked about uh, from Sunday through to the conversations early in the week. Um, we understand the importance of keeping our borders secure and keeping Kiwis safe. Um, and we would never deliver or seek to deliver an event that would compromise the safety or security of uh, our community or our whanau. Uh, that being said, um, it's one of those events that um, two years we haven't seen league being played in this country. Um, our fans in the league uh, space have been crying out for content. Um, and uh, hopefully the Warriors can come back next year and, and play fixtures. And I think a, a sellout 50,000 crowd to welcome them back would be something if we can't get the NRL grand final. Well, why not 
do a celebration, and I'm sure the fans would turn out. Uh, next one, uh, the long-term security of Eden Park. How, how long is Eden Park locked in for? Because, uh, you know, there was that great debate about the Waterside Stadium and, and, and other particular venues and taking sports from here to there, et cetera, et cetera. What is uh, the long-term security of Eden Park in your mind? Well, in my mind, uh, if there was a, ever a downtown stadium, it'd be 10-plus years uh, on the horizon, I'd suggest. We're seeing with stadiums globally... Um, roof stadiums in whether it be the US or the UK, you're talking um, two to five billion dollars to build. Um, we're a population in Auckland of 1.8 million people. Um, we need uh, to look at the population. We need to look at the content and the utilisation strategy. I'm a big believer that um, we need to rationalise and centralise content for Auckland. Um, we've got a hybrid facility uh, at Eden Park. Uh, I think uh, our short-form cricket fixtures, whether it be T20s or ODIs, we've seen some of um, the highest scores, we've seen some of the lowest scores in Test Match cricket being played at this facility. I know talking to the players, they love the fact that um, high scoring, um, as a bowler, you don't want to be put on the roof, and as a a batsman, you want to put it on the roof. Um, With the next three years, we have uh, three Women's World Cups. Uh, We've got the Cricket World Cup, the Rugby World Cup, and then up to eight FIFA Women's World Cup fixtures in 2023. That opening fixture they're projecting uh, 1.4 billion and 200 countries will view uh, Eden Park, New Zealand, and uh, and be pretty proud to be able to deliver those fixtures and see genuine gender equality in sport. So it's, it's a really exciting time. On the flip side, we've got a lot of uh, concert content booked in and, uh, and Tamatatini, the uh, Kapahaka Festival, early next year. Sounds fantastic in terms of uh, your spread of events. Uh, just finally, Nick, uh, plenty of tickets available. What's, what would be uh, what would be an uh, an acceptable crowd? Are we pushing it pushing it to expect a, a second sellout for Saturday? I think the challenge. I mean, I'd love for, for all your listeners to get online and purchase today. Um, but uh, I, I'd be thinking that um, that'd be a great outcome. But um, we'll just see. We'll just see what uh, happens in the next sort of forty eight hours. Um, and uh, the teams will be announced. Uh, and we've also got to look at it and say, yes, it has been 35 years since uh, the Wallabies have won at Eden Park. But uh, on the weekend, if they had have had a, a captain's run at Eden Park and perhaps practised their kicking, it could have been even closer. <laughs> That's a very good point as well. Hey, Nick, uh, thanks very much uh, for your input this morning and, and information about the Garden of Eden. Uh, and uh, let's just hope uh, yeah, people get on board eh, and, and support it and front up and uh, see another bit of uh, all-black rugby history. Wouldn't that be good? Thank you, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Biddy. Appreciate it, and uh, thanks for your support of the park. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely, and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.